I think I'm like preposterously loud. Um, all right. I just need to remember not to like shriek, which um, <laughs> g- given the caliber of the stories that we're going to be doing today, I don't think scariness is something that I necessarily need to be concerned about. <laughs> okay, cool. I mean, they're f- very fun books, but they're not, it's not like, um, it's not Stephen King, I guess, I guess would, okay. would be my, uh, my read on the, on the caliber of the stories. So the only Stephen King book I've read is Misery. So <laughs> I, that, that one is pretty miserable. <laughs> I feel like that's like, if you're going to read one, like that one's genuinely upsetting. And most yeah. of the other ones are just like like a love song to cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote 2000 pages about a clown from space and you're like, all right, good. Good for you. This feels like occupational therapy. Wait, is it from space? Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Do you mind if I spoil it for you? Spoilers. No. Spoilers for it. It is an interdimensional spider. From before time, that is like the arch nemesis of a cosmic tortoise that created the universe. Okay. Have, okay. Have, now, ha- you know what? That actually makes total sense. <laughs> I was confused because it was a clown and that didn't make any sense. But the, the way you did it, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if you're, if you're going to pick one where it's like, okay, all-powerful demon clown or... Space Spider. I, yeah, Space Spider probably has more powers than Demon Clown, I guess. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Reminds me of Dean Koontz. <laughs> the, that, that author can write a good three quarters of a story and has no idea how to end things. It bothers me so much. But you know, like, at least there's reliability there where you're like, all right, I'm going to get I'm going to get some great setup and a kind of a disappointing finish. Yeah. With Stephen King, it's all over the place. Like, sometimes you get a misery, and sometimes you get, like, uh, what was the one where all the machines came to life? Maximum Overdrive. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I saw that one, definitely. That <laughs> made me scared of trucks when I got close to them. Me, too. I And you know what? I was talking to a woodworker recently, and he's like, yeah, if you're not scared of your circular saw, you're not, you're not living your life right. If you're not <laughs> a little bit scared of semi-trucks reassess your priorities yeah <laughs> feels like good policy they seem mad when you're next to them it's they're they're too big they're angry um the the horn sounds different than a normal car i don't like it <laughs> yeah i don't like change uh or truckers you're dead you'll be dead for 30 years Speaking of truckers I don't like, uh, you are listening to Boohaha, which is a podcast that is ostensibly about ghosts, but more often than not about, well, Stephen King novels uh, and tangents, if I'm entirely honest. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, uh, Every week-ish, I gather my nearest and dearest to a campfire that I build on the internet and regale them with spooky tales of kobolds, boo men, and hinky punks. (laughs) (laughs) That last one is great. Never heard that. I love that. Who who doesn't love a good hinky punk? (laughs) 
Uh, and those dulcet tones, dear listener, are this week's nearest and dearest, Chad Johnson. Welcome. Hello. Happy to have you here around my digital Happy campfire. To be here. Uh, and uh, good to good to have a chance to rehash Stephen King because I feel like honestly, like so many people are like yeah, uh, it, whatever. It's like when you get somebody who hasn't read or like really seen it, it's like yeah, it's a fucking space spider. That's how fucked up it is. <laughs> yeah, I saw the first new It movie, and that's the only thing I've experienced of It, and I kind of fell asleep, and it wasn't very interesting. I feel like that's probably enough. Like, you don't... Like, the second one, it's like, more of the same, but with Bill Hader. So, eh. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I'll just go watch that uh, show where he's a assassin or whatever it's a better use of your time if i (laughs) if i'm entirely honest um uh yeah case in point it is a podcast about tangents because i can't keep this train on the tracks (laughs) so uh welcome we're gonna dive into some spooky ooky tales uh in the past we've done guests hometowns but oh my dog does not like the ups guy (laughs) Um, it's rare that anybody is actually that scared during this podcast. So that's a nice change of pace. It's, I mean, they're, they're are wearing all one color. That's weird. Okay. <laughs> and I don't know why there's two walkways in front of the apartment. Like this is the one with the dogs next to it. And they just still, they just choose to walk on this one. And I'm like, <laughs> come on, man, you're not making this easier. But they are the backbone that uh, that holds all of us together during the pandemic. Without them, I would have died of uh, lack of underwear. They're the real heroes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we we in the past have done like guests' hometowns, but uh, during the pandemic, you know, none of us are allowed to really travel. We haven't gone anywhere, so we're going to be digitally traveling to the far off destination of Virginia for these spooky tales. Um. A state about which I know nothing. Um, thoughts on Virginia? Pro con? Uh, I'm from Florida. That's close enough, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's, over, it's there. over there. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got some real bangers, but uh, before we get into those, tell me a little bit about uh, where you stand on the uh, Spooker Natural. The that's the ghosties and the and the and the boogans and the yeah. Oh, hold on, let me try to come up with that last word. Oh, oh yeah, hinky punks. Oh, the, oh hinky punks. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What are your thoughts on hinky punks? Um, I love that word so much. Uh, I don't. I mean, there's. I really try to support people. That's what I like. I, <laughs> you know, when someone says something and and they're serious. And just to say you're stupid uh, is is rude. Sure, that's that's hard to do, but uh, that's what I feel often. <laughs> I, I've had uh, one instance where I was convinced that something weird was happening, and uh, we're gonna we're, oh, this this is for the third act. Save your spooky story oh, for later. Okay, I got um, one spooky story. Perfect. Okay, it's but about okay, a decapitation. So... I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, you're. I I will say. That is probably the most diplomatic answer we've ever had on this podcast. <laughs> I had, uh, who did I have? It was Dylan Jones a couple weeks ago, and he was like, fucking idiots. Everyone who believes in ghosts is a fucking moron. <laughs> I mean, that's my first thing. That's my knee jerk. But uh, yeah, I really try to, you know, it. 
I, I, there's a lot. I'm from Florida. So there's people that are like, oh man, you don't even know. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, I, I like the, I like the restraint of taking a moment to be like, you know, you know what? It takes all kinds. That's fine. You want to believe yeah. in, uh, in hinky punks. Good for you. Um, <laughs> I would imagine. So you're, you're from Florida. D- did you spend any amount of time there or was it like born there and then got out immediately? Um, I lived there until like fourth grade and then I went back and lived for a while. Okay. And then, and then came back here. So you've, um, you've, you've yeah, had around like 21. Okay. So you've had like a little bit of exposure to Florida culture. I would yes. imagine that like not, it wouldn't necessarily like broaden your mind or like make you be like, Oh, I believe in ghosts or whatever, but you would probably believe in just more fucking bizarreness, like because of how deeply peculiar florida culture seems to be <laughs> um yeah it it uh makes it so the the bizarre is just the people that are around you though it's like <laughs> if you if you find something going on in your house you're like who is that not what is that sure it's it's, it's more of like that's wh- why is one of my neighbors in my kitchen Ugh. <laughs> again come on yeah it's um i i feel like that's kind of like it's it's the natural progression of you know kind of scary things or, or you know spooky experiences it's like when you're a kid you're like oh what's in the kitchen and when you're an adult or from florida you're like who the mm-hmm. fuck is in the kitchen yeah um, there, there's there's people that uh, i knew at like barbecues that would like you know corner me in in a in the backyard and talk to me about how they would travel with pink floyd and stuff and then oof. like uh that person was like kicked out of the barbecue while i was talking to him and someone was like, are you okay? Are you? And I was like, what? What's going on? They're like, that person just snuck in here. Nobody knows who that dude is. And it was just some old guy that like pulled me away from the crowd into the corner and started. Anyway, it was the weird. The thing about Pink Floyd is I'm Pink Floyd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that's, um, you know. The, the spookies are in the people. That m- We've heard a number of fairly compelling spooky tales. Um that might be one of the scariest right there. <laughs> the story of being accosted at a barbecue. Um, I feel like there was a there was a great... I mean, to say that there was a great Florida headline is, is kind of redundant, but there was a, a nude woman on the bar in a, I want to say, like an Outback Steakhouse or a Panda Express. Uh, Hell yeah. Th- throwing cutlery and plates and flatware and cups... Just like trying to destroy the 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 restaurant. Um, See that kind of stuff. It's that's that's insane behavior. But man, it's so exciting. <laughs> it's it's a big circus of a place. And I I didn't live in like the crazy um, uh, uh, swamp people area. Sure. Like the 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 up north beach town. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's my jam. I don't I don't like the swamp people. It um in that way, Florida really feels like kind of a microcosm for the United States because it's like. If you're near a body of water, you're fine. Yep. <laughs> if you get more than like let's call it ten miles inland, look out. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It really it lends a lot of credence to that like uh, that blue zone theory where it's like you know people who live close to the sea in any capacity tend to lead healthier lives both mentally and physically. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It turns out. <laughs> Um, yeah, the, the, the wonders of Florida. I've, I, so like as somebody who's, I'm, I'm from here and then like I lived mm-hmm. in Germany for a number of years. Awesome. Um, super cool. Both. I mean, now they, they were both pretty uppity in the past. Um, 
biggest understatement in the history of mankind. But uh, now they're both like deeply rational, very down to earth places. So the uh-huh. I, the idea of like Florida is it 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 compels me like the Wild West compelled cowboys. Like oh, I got to go out there. Um, yeah, fascinating stuff. <laughs> I, I I have such a love for Florida, but I understand one hundred percent like. Uh, Kyle Adams, I talk to him all the time. He hates mm-hmm. Florida, hates it, hates it so much. And he was from like the South Swamp People stuff. So totally get it. Yeah, we had um, we had Kyle on probably it was it was pre pre pandemic. It was in the before times. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we did some some spooky Florida tales. And I feel like the <laughs> like the outcome of all of them was like, yeah, this is meth. Like this is this is bath salts. This is like whatever the fuck it is, um, and yeah. it's like yeah. yeah, get out of my kitchen. Stop going through my drawers. <laughs> oh boy. Well, uh, let's see if we can uh, if we can rustle up something that's uh, a little bit because you know there's there's like real life. Somebody's in the kitchen spooky, and then there's like ooh ghost spooky. Um, let's switch gears and head over to that slightly more fun, less threatening flavor of spookiness. Um, yes, please. Also, I just pulled up an internet uh, an internet web page. What am I old? Uh, <laughs> I looked up Hinky Punk and didn't know it was a it was a Harry Potter thing. It's uh, or is it not? It was originally. I ooh, I might need to do my research on this. I think it's also um, oh British fairies. It's just a different. There you go. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. It's one of those. Yeah. Like I have I have like a master list somewhere of just like funny supernatural names that I use for the intro. And um, so good. Occasionally I look them up. Occasionally I just hope that they're not some sort of outdated ethnic slur. (laughs) You never can tell. But uh, speaking of outdated ethnic slurs, let's head over to these stories. Um, So going over to Spooky Virginia. um, This is the the book that we're drawing from. We've got uh, a few terrifying tales here. I'm going to give you a few options. We have The Witch's Shoulder, uh, Bunny Man Bridge, Foul Smell, (laughs) 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 Old 97, um, which is just a bus that doesn't run anymore, Okay. And uh, and the devil in the flower barrel. Oh shit! Okay, I thought it was for sure the bunny bridge one. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I, I yeah. I want to go with the the bunny in the bridge because uh, I right. like the devil in the flower barrel. But uh, I don't know. Devil stuff just kind of it's it's a little not bit that interesting to me. It's a little bit one note. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you you heard one spooky devil story. You you kind of heard them all. There's not a lot of not a lot of new ground there. Um, mm-hmm. And I say that as somebody who just uh, just watched that new what is it the third Conjuring movie, The Conjuring Three. The devil made me do it. Uh, oh yeah, I just saw the movie Bedazzled with Brendan Fraser, and I was good. Tons of fun. Uh, Elizabeth Hurley is an underutilized commodity, and what the <laughs> Hollywood industrial complex did to Brendan Fraser is unconscionable like that the poor saddest man. thing um, love him so much i'm glad that he's he seems to be having a little bit of a, a a comeback now i think he's he's in like doom patrol and then some i think michael was talking to me about past guest michael garcia was talking to me about um some movie that he's going to be the star in coming up good um, 
Looney good. Tunes back in action was also very good. People should oh. watch that. I, I don't think I've seen that, but I will take it on board um, for, <laughs> for all of my all of my Looney Tunes based needs. Um, all right, where are we here? Bunny Man Bridge. There we go. Yeah, that sounds good. Beautiful, I assume, Clifton, Virginia. <laughs> um, so, and as is that, as is that the name of the writer? <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Clifton, Virginia, and I'm here to tell you a spooky tale. <laughs> um, no, so these the author of these. Um, it's uh, S. E. Schlosser, uh, or as I like to call them, Shashi Schlosser. Uh, <laughs> she's written. I'm gonna I'm gonna count the ones that I have one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven. She's written at least twenty books, uh, all with the title "Spooky Insert State" here. Okay, um, yeah. And it's basically kind of like collections of local lore, this, that, and the other. Um, there's some ghost stories. There's some old legends, some old myths, that kind of thing. Um, That's fun. What a what a good service uh, she provides. Super great. I mean, like you know. I think we all probably had some exposure to like, you know, scary stories to tell in the dark as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those are only three books. And yeah, there's, there's many here. What, what 25, something like that. It, it, wow. At least. Um, and there's, they, there's more coming out every year. I, the, the selection process seems odd. Like there's one for Maryland, but there isn't one for like Wisconsin. So I'm like, eh, I don't know. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I've, Personally, I mean, obviously, based on the fact that I do this podcast now, but I was a kid who was super into spooky stories, and there were just not enough of them in my age range, and so I ended up mm-hmm. being like the seven-year-old who was like trying to claw his way through like Stephen King's stor- short stories and stuff. Yeah, which is, I'm gonna say fine but uh i have a lot of weird fears left over from my childhood that i would prefer not to have (laughs) so also also as a kid it felt kind of like having something at your disposal when you had a a spooky story because it was like you know you could learn a joke as a kid and that's really cool Mm -hmm. uh and you could tell your friends but also you could learn a spooky story and it's like this is like a different kind of thing to be able to tell people and i liked that too i love the um I was talking to a friend of mine recently and they they were making the point that there's a lot more of a kind of a psychological connection between comedy and horror than mm-hmm. than we necessarily think just because they're both they're both kind of types of communication that that cause involuntary reactions. You know, exactly. you, you can't control your laughter, you can't control your terror and um yeah, I, I had never really thought of it in that way, but I'm like, that is, that's interesting. And I think that's why <laughs> when, I mean, as as a bit of a movie nerd, like when comedy is dovetailed well into horror movies, it's always so satisfying. Um, mm-hmm. And when a horror movie can go wrong in the right way to where it's hilarious, <laughs> it that's also equal. It doesn't take much. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that one is the the latter is easier than the former. <laughs> uh, I will again reference that third Conjuring movie, which is I would describe it as aggressively goofballs. Like <laughs> it 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 pivoted into, into like full supernatural superhero movie, like. Uh, uh yeah 
I, I can't recommend it highly enough <laughs> or lowly enough. And just, just uh, one more tangential thing oh, yeah, to yeah. throw in that's absolutely goofballs. Uh, uh, Willie's Wonderland with uh, Nicolas Cage, <laughs> a horror movie that's also kind of a comedy. It's so incredibly stupid, but it's, it's great. It seems like I, uh, it's on my list of, of things to watch. I remember... So dumb. Um, <laughs> I, so awesome. I love I love the choices that Nick Cage makes. It's like I just I just want to beat up some furries. Can we can we can we make a movie where I beat up furries? <laughs> yeah, and it's it's great. There, he just yeah he just wants to. I think he has a problem with like Chuck E. Cheese, and he's like, I need to just get this out. That rat fucked me over. Took my tokens. I didn't. <laughs> I don't like the way it blinks. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, I still need to watch that one, but um, highly recommend it. There's this is like a tangent on a tangent. There's a there's a Nick Cage movie that's been in production for I guess it's it's finished production and and it sounds like they're kind of waiting to release it until like movie theaters exist a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But it's called Pig. And it it was filmed in Portland, um, and it's about a a chef whose truffle pig is stolen, and he has to go on a violent like jerk like like a, a violent Liam Neeson in Taken esque journey to reclaim his prized truffle pig. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I can't. There's a lot of really Oregon people in this movie. Looking people. <laughs> yeah, there's. Um, and yeah, they they shot here. Uh, anyway, like I said, tangents on tangents on tangents. It's fucking tangents all the way down. But uh, let's get back to that sweet sweet Bunny Man Bridge. Um, mm. Growing up, I'd heard all kinds of stories about the Bunny Man, and I considered it complete nonsense. Still. When my buddies from birth, what? Hmm. Uh, still, when my buddies from birth, identical mm-hmm. twin boys who lived next door, that feels like a a hmm. thing that an alien would say. Yep. <laughs> my buddies from birth. Um. You know how when you're born in a hospital, you become friends immediately. <laughs> On your human Earth, you are assigned compatriots. No. <laughs> um. Uh. So in my my buddies from birth, identical twin boys who live next door, came over to tell ghost stories on Halloween, it seemed natural to recount the tales we'd heard about our local legend, the Bunny Man. All right. Um, A little bit less imposing than than Batman, but let's see where it goes. Um, (laughs) The most commonly told story was about an insane killer who escaped from a local asylum with his buddy... (laughs) okay Um, another buddy in this story buddy from birth Um, and went into hiding in the woods near Clifton soon after the escape local residents began finding skinned corpses of dismembered rabbits hanging from trees in the vicinity oh okay so okay there's I guess I guess these bunnies are less fun and adorable than I had thought (laughs) yeah I was I was thinking there was maybe a hybrid monster <laughs> i would love oh no the bunny man is coming he's, he's, he's hopping <laughs> he's hopping know. mad 
hopping on over here. He's going to get us with his hair hands. <laughs> yeah, with his adorable little paws and his floppy ears. Um, I guess, you know, I was going to say, like, that sounds adorable, but, like, do you think... I, like I, I guess okay. It depends on if it's like a bunny or a hare, because like you know how a you'll see a hare in a field and you're like, oof, you look fucking rough. Like you, yeah. You, so yeah, if you blew up like a hare to like six or seven feet tall, I'd be troubled. I wouldn't be mm-hmm. like happy about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So soon after the escape, local residents began finding skin corpses of dismembered rabbits. In one memorable incident, the tunnel under the railroad bridge was littered with rabbit corpses. Mm. Uh, The incident was reported to the police, but the authorities couldn't track down the person or persons responsible. Not a surprise. Um. Then it seems that the escaped prisoners had some kind of a fight, and the loser ended up gutted, skinned, and hung from the railroad bridge, just like those rabbits. Hmm. A mess. Seems like Trapper Wars. Yeah. <laughs> this that is a is that a show yet? I would watch that. More. <laughs> yeah, immediately. <laughs> Especially if it's if it's like old timey, like you know, like French, like uh, voyageurs, like they're in their canoes. <laughs> I, I skinned this other this other lumberjack. A and E, if you're listening, get on it. <laughs> yes please um a message nailed to his foot said you'll never find me no (laughs) you'll never find me no matter how hard you try signed the bunny man (laughs) is this someone who like misunderstood the gingerbread man thing and he's like i'm gonna do that you'll never catch me Uh, run run as fast as you can (laughs) can't catch me uh give me some hay (laughs) um you know, this. You ever heard of that movie, Night of the Lepus? No. It's a. It's a. I think a, a '70s horror movie, in in the tradition of like giant animals, uh, but it's giant rabbits, and the the problem with giant rabbits is that they're always cute and they're never scary. And oh, they're huge. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, gigantic fucking things. But it's still you're like, oh. It's it's really it's really funny because they are just rabbits, and they obviously made a bunch of miniatures for this. Uh, it's great. And the they did it on uh, on like a, a red letter media thing not too long ago, and they're like the the two things that are the cutest in the world, which is rabbits and miniatures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, or do they just feed them like old tomatoes just so their mouths get all red? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's great. I can, I can like, well, I'm watching this movie through Google images right now. It's so awesome. Oh yeah. It's really, and like the, the director clearly thought like, yeah, giant rabbits. Oh boy. And similarly, yeah. the, the bunny man seems to be like, yeah, rabbits terrifying. It's like, well, no, <laughs> not, not particularly. Um, bunny man, where are we at? Uh, so, the residents of Clifton were scared out of their wits, and the police were called in to investigate, but the bunny man continued to evade the authorities. All they could find were the grisly remains of rabbits hung mockingly from the trees to show where the killer had been. Then, 
not long after, a local costume shop was broken into. <laughs> and the, the only thing stolen was a man-sized costume of a white bunny rabbit. Yes. Um, the owner of the store found a note written in rabbit's blood thrust onto the hanger where the costume had hung. It said, thanks for the suit. Signed, the bunny man. <laughs> Um, it's a little. It's either to the bunny man or a copycat. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say like it, this could be like an opportunistic furry, mm-hmm. being like, "This is my chance. I can finally fulfill my deepest passions." Oh yeah, it was just the it was the one of the dudes that just worked there. Yeah. <laughs> finally, I can dress up and fuck like the bunny that I am inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> See. When I'm looking at uh, white, full-size man bunny costumes, there's two different kinds, and one of them's scary, and one of them is, like, adorable. <laughs> With, uh, so there's there's part of it that I'm curious where this comes from. Is one of them, like, I'm guessing the two varieties of bunny costume would be uh, Easter and Donnie Darko. Uh, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, that seems like that's the spectrum of, of, mm-hmm. of man-sized rabbits. <laughs> um, uh After the theft, people started seeing a white-clad figure running through the woods around Clifton. Parents grew frightened and kept their children in their own yards for fear of what the bunny man might do to them. The local police were hammered with complaints about the insane killer (laughs) roaming the woods in a bunny suit. (laughs) But as hard as they tried, nobody could capture the bunny man. (laughs) This is... I'm sure it was, I'm sure, like, maybe you had to be there. <laughs> yeah. Just wait for him to take a nap. Isn't that the, the lesson? Yeah, he's he's dressed in white. I mean, it is the woods. You, you, you can find him. <laughs> um, one night, a couple of teenage boys got drunk and boasted to their friends that they could find the bunny man, even if the police couldn't. Everyone laughed until the boys didn't show up for school the next day. Their frantic parents called the police, who went searching for them. Didn't take long to locate the teens. They'd found the bunny man, all right. Or, rather, the bunny man had found them. (laughs) The police found their bodies hanging from the old railroad bridge, gutted and skinned, just like the rabbits. So that's... that. Yeah, okay, we're getting there. It's... It's it's alarming. Um... The bunny, uh, uh, a huge manhunt was initiated, and the police finally spotted the bunny man lurking near the railroad bridge. When he realized he was trapped, the deranged man, still dressed, still dressed in a huge white bunny suit, threw himself under the wheels of an oncoming train and was killed instantly. Nice. Some problems take care of themselves. That's nice. Um, since then. It's said that the ghost of the bunny man haunts the old railroad bridge, and that people foolish enough to cross the tracks at midnight likely won't live to see a new day. Ooh. All right. Anyway, that's how the story goes. From my point of view, it was all hogwash. Now we're we're <laughs> back at that Halloween party where the alien has his twin friends. Okay. Um, uh, I didn't believe in ghosts. The bunny man was an urban legend and nothing to be scared about. The twins, on the other hand, completely believed in the ghost. We should go to the bunny man bridge, they said, with the gleams in their identical blue eyes. Yep. 
I'm 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 assuming that they said it in unison. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> As twins always that's the only way twins talk, right? Yeah, they everything's said at the same time and it's all said in like a, a an eerie monotone, like it's, it's the, the perfect, perfect place to be, be on Halloween, Halloween night. night. <laughs> Let, Let us, us go, go there. there. <laughs> and then they stood up and phased through the wall. <laughs> Twins don't use contractions. <laughs> yeah, they're they're like data on Star Trek. There, it's, it's all full words. Um. Uh, yeah, right. Like I wanted to sit in the woods at midnight, waiting to see if the ghost of a deranged killer in a white bunny suit would show up to murder me. Okay, fair. First of all, fair. It's mm-hmm. interesting, though, that the, the kid who's like, I didn't believe in the bunny man. I don't want to go out there. And the twins who fully believe in it are like, let's go. Um, feels a little bit counterintuitive, but... Uh, they also... they they Didn't they just kind of switch themselves around with the... Weren't they like, no, let's not do that. And then immediately like, yes? It's if It seems like that. Like, they're... <laughs> oh, I guess they... they fully believed it they they bought the story and then wanted to go look at it okay i i guess yeah that that feels wrong but it, yeah that's that's what the author says so um call it lazy writing i guess um so uh not a chance i said come on <laughs> you're crazy if you believe in that nonsense the twins replied Come on, it's Halloween. Don't you want... Do you not want a good scare? <laughs> um, I'm busy, I said. Cheryl asked me to come to her Halloween party. <laughs> wait, uh, wait, hold on. How old are these people? Exactly. Okay. I was I was picturing 10-year-olds. Yeah, like children. Uh, but no, apparently... I mean, I guess maybe it was a different time, but if, if I'm picturing a woman named Cheryl, she's... 50 and a waitress at Sherry's. Mm-hmm. Um, so now they're adults. Uh, uh, ooh, Cheryl, the twins grinned at each other knowingly. <laughs> yeah, Cheryl, I growled. Now get out of here so I can get ready for the party. <laughs> I like that the, the, the story has the twins talking in unison as well. Yeah, absolutely. It, just, it, keeps, <laughs> it keeps doing that. Like That's what the twins are saying right there. <laughs> Um, yeah, they, I mean, they're, you know, they're attached at the head. <laughs> they're, they're conjoined and eerie. Um, <laughs> so the twins were still talking about visiting the Bunny Man Bridge when they left my house. I felt a bit uneasy about it. The story of those two missing teens had gotten under my skin. But I shrugged it off. After all, it was an urban legend, for goodness sake. All right. I guess it's the 50s, based on that g Mm-hmm. Uh, kids probably gathered at Bunny Man Bridge every Halloween, and the police were all over it. Nothing to worry about. I went to Cheryl's Halloween party dressed as a swashbuckling pirate and danced with her the whole night. Yeah, okay. Sure. Yeah. Good, good for him. Um, I mean, yeah, okay. Cheryl was still in her, like... Um, I'm picturing like Sarah Connor from Terminator, that like little like waitress skirt dress thing with like pockets oh, yeah. for for like receipts and stuff in it. <laughs> Free ass kicking, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, exactly, yeah. And she, you know, she still got like an ice cream cone in there. <laughs> um, um, 
I didn't think any more about the twins until the next morning, when their mother asked to phone. Uh, when their mother phoned to ask if they'd slept over at my house. Apparently, no one had seen the boys after they'd left the house last night, and their beds hadn't been slept in. I, I can't tell you how glad I am that beds is plural in that sentence. <laughs> yeah. Um. I told the boys' mom that I hadn't seen them, but that they'd been talking about going out to Bunnyman Bridge to see the ghost. Maybe they're still there, I said, trying to ignore the growing knot in my gut. We took a ride out to Bunnyman Bridge to see if the twins had gone there last night. Well, they probably fell asleep waiting to see the ghost, I thought. <laughs> um, you know when you fall asleep in october in virginia outside and then you on train tracks on train tracks and it's like warm enough and quiet enough for you to like comfortably sleep until the next day <laughs> yeah. wake up guys who, who is, is there, there? <laughs> we, we have, have not, not fully regenerated, regenerated from, from the, the previous, previous day. day our, our energy, energy levels, levels are depleted, depleted. um oh, oh look, look a flattened flat penny, penny. <laughs> Another Another one to add to our our growing collection of Earth memorabilia. (laughs) Souvenirs of before the invasion. So, the drive seemed to take forever, and no one said much as we approached the tunnel under the railroad tracks. From our side, it looked empty. But my dad stopped the car abruptly, and as we peered through the tunnel on the far side, we could see two pairs of legs hanging down from the entrance. Oh, dear God, gasped the twins' mother. We leapt out of the car and raced towards the tunnel, stopping in horror at the grisly scene. The twins' blood-stained bodies were hanging from the edge of the tunnel, twisting gently in the wind. The boys had been gutted and skinned like rabbits, and pinned to one bloody, skinless foot was a note that read, You'll never catch me. Signed, the Bunny Man. (laughs) Fast as you can. I love, I love that the bunny man is so formal. <laughs> like, at a certain point... Calling I mean, card and everything? Yeah, at a certain point, like, the skinned child is your calling card. Mm-hmm. I don't think you need to, like, write out, sign T-H-E-B-U-N-N-Y-M-A-N. <laughs> there we go. Done, done, done. It's like, no. It's fine. We know who the fuck you are. <laughs> um, and- Do you think the bunny man just takes selfies now? <laughs> Peace, like a peace sign and just like you know, geo, geo tags it it's, they'll um, find it yeah it's uh it's uh what's the the geocaching what's that called where you you go out to yeah yeah um but that's that yeah the the geotagging on the on like pictures is how they they bust people all the time oh sure, sure. yeah it's it would presumably it would be easier to find... Well, I mean, I guess they already know where the bunny man is. It's just that, you know, he's a ghost. He's in heaven. <laughs> he just needed to kill two more twins, and he was able to ascend. Um, yeah. You can start shitting chocolate. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's the, it's the uh, oh, what's it called? Intern process. <laughs> this is... You've got to sacrifice so many twins before... It, it's it's that like you know you need x amount of twins for y amount of chocolate eggs <laughs> mm-hmm. that's it's a multi-level marketing thing <laughs> it's it's bunnies all the way down um mm-hmm. 
<laughs> but if I kill two more twins, I get a toaster. So that's a win. <laughs> um, end of story. Also, just uh, if that wasn't clear. Um, yeah, okay. That was... You know, that was a story, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I, I like it. I've seen some spooky bridges. I could uh, I could imagine being creeped out as a kid near them. I I feel like this is this is definitely in that category of stories where it's like, you know, if we were in the woods, if we were out of doors, if we were near a bridge or near a railroad, this would be a lot more troublesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, you know, I think... We've all gone walking through the woods somewhere and you walk walk through that tunnel and you're always you know that you're trapped basically. It's like there's only there's only two ways out of here and uh yep. and it's very easy for somebody to get the jump on you. Mm-hmm. Um and then skin you. Especially if, <laughs> if especially if they live here. Yeah, if they, if they if they live here in this tunnel, if they exist in this uh um, you know, e- ether or whatever you call yeah, it. The, they're anchored to the to the physical realm in it in the tunnel um this 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 raises a point that i often i often think of with you know haunted houses and things where it's like uh have you tried just filling in the tunnel with concrete you know like just or or dirt or rocks or you know make it like municipal parking or something mm-hmm. like you know only only accessible during the day that's um, one of those things that would get that would get uh, stuck in like the the bureaucracy section of the movie and the, there'd be the the mayor or the comptroller whoever does that that's like i it's are you telling me that we need to you know allocate this many resources toward a ghost there's and then that night he gets his face eaten yeah by a bunny there's there's six to seven months of like town town council meetings it's like all right we're gonna hear the arguments in favor of sealing up the uh, the child murder tunnel and uh, and then you know Mrs Mrs Perkins from down the road is going to raise some valid points about how it is a a useful bike path uh, for commuters so <laughs> bike path my sons are dead. Look, I want to get to work, and I don't want to have to ride an extra mile down the road to cross over the new overpass. It's just it's just not convenient for me, Mabel. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't have let your kids go out to Murder Bridge. You thought of that? That's that's the solution right there. You call it Murder Bridge, and then it's a, it's a real, like, hey, you knew what it was called. <laughs> um, do you think that, would that... Darwin's a, curve. Yeah, I was gonna say, would that would that have a bit of like a a you know a dead man's curve esque effect on it, where y- you would get an influx of a certain kind of team uh-huh. going out to the well? I guess you know maybe that's a self solving problem. You know, the, the kids are gonna drag race somewhere. Mm-hmm. They can either go out to Dead Man's Curve or they can go and get gutted at Bunny Man Bridge. <laughs> um, yeah, either way, it's wit. Look for the town. It's win-win, and it's easier to clean up like a teenager's skinned body than it is to build a new guardrail up on Dead Man's Curve. <laughs> Mabel gets to get to work on time <laughs> and, and listen to her podcast on the way. <laughs> it's nice because it's about a forty-minute ride, and and this way I can get in, uh, you know, the the PBS News Hour. So mm-hmm. it's 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 good. <laughs> so uh, on on this podcast we. We always uh, give the stories a rating, um, and we use a scale of uh, 
X out of five things from the story. So uh, for this one, I'm I'm gonna give it. I think I'm I'm gonna have to go two out of five skinless teens dangling in the wind. Okay. <laughs> uh, I liked I liked some aspects of it, but two identical yes. out of five <laughs> two mm-hmm. the two identical ones out of five non-identical ones or out a of roman numeral two out of five <laughs> yes i i dangling children um <laughs> of indeterminate age they could have been uh 10 they could have been 50 hard hard to say uh but yeah i i i liked the i like the skeleton of the story but i wish that we had um you know, give me give me some more like gruesome descriptions of of the bunny man. You know, I, I want to hear like bared teeth. I want to hear you mm-hmm. know tufts of white fur found in puddles of blood. You know, give me something. Yeah, um, that uh, that matted hair. Yeah. I give it. A, I'm gonna give it a one out of five apathetic main characters, <laughs> uh, where it's just like uh, like I don't believe it. Okay, you guys do? Okay, I'm going home. Have fun. Uh, okay, you do your thing. What? They're not home? Okay, I'll go check. Okay, there they are. All right. It's 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 one And out there of... they were. <laughs> one out of five, like, uh, uh, gentle sociopaths. Like, it's... <laughs> and there they were, dangling like a pair of bamboo wind chimes. <laughs> kind of going clinkety-clunk up against each other. They... As as grisly as the scene was, the soothing rhythmic thump thump of their converse tapping against each other because you know they're the same length because they're identical was pretty soothing. <laughs> um, yeah, this is. I mean, this this is so often the problem with with stories like this where it's like you get a narrator who's like, "Hi, I'm Person Man, and I'm here to be things, and things will happen to or around me, and at the end of it, I'll react in horror." Um, yeah, that's uh, it's it's uh, all too often the occupational hazard of of the scary story is like the very blah protagonist. Mm-hmm. I want to see more horror things with the main character be having like a, a disassociation disorder or whatever it's called <laughs> where they just they can't react or they don't care about the people involved they're like oh oh that's crazy look how open they are whoa <laughs> it's like wow like you can just you can just see right in there look at their spines <laughs> back there it's just all empty anyway i'm almost late for school but it's, you guys you guys should take care of that yeah it's i'm gonna go home and be traumatized at knowing how much dead space is in a human being once you get the organs out of there um there to keep to keep going back to the um that new conjuring movie that's fucking ridiculous um (laughs) there's it's one of those things like it's a moment that occurs in so many horror stories where it's like you know a cop shows up he's like uh i don't believe in any of your spookiness um and then they're like oh yeah well let me prove it to you and then they prove that a spooky thing is happening and then the cop just leaves the movie and it, I'm like, I want to. Fo- oh, okay. That's that's the answer from the cop. Yeah, he's like, all right, oh. fair enough. I'll give you the case files then, or I'll help. Like, great, you go on your way. And I'm like, I want to see, like, you know, the cop like drives away, just like forty yard stare, gets home. He's just like sitting at the dining room table, just like smoking a cigarette, staring off into the middle distance, having 
like a, the most fundamental like Christ, like everything I believe is false. How now. was work, honey? You have no idea. Oh my god, <laughs> the things I see. There is a ghosts are real. Marigold. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna cook chicken. Is it okay? Good, good. <laughs> we're we're having rabbit. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, I love, uh, any situation in like a spooky story or a, or a horror movie where it's like a person has like their, their worldview fundamentally is shattered and then they're just like, all right, well, good night. Yeah, and then they get sent on their way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's fundamentally a more interesting story <laughs> than, than anything that's happening in the, in the horror movie. Yeah, you don't think about the bystanders in a horror movie or story that much. <laughs> Just the people that watch something happen real quick, and that's only 20 seconds of their day. And then they have to go like process that in the back of their mind while they're just at work. Yeah, all those people who like... <laughs> You know they're they're out like out on the bridge and they see like you know the 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 kaiju or like the Godzilla swim by and you're like, huh, that's a that's a that's a big alligator, huh? Oh, shit, <laughs> I didn't think that that was possible. I'm I'm gonna go have some troubles internally. <laughs> How long would you say it was? I don't know. About ten minutes. How long is the bridge? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah it's my my favorite character in any <laughs> any horror movie uh all right fair enough i feel like that was a reasonable start uh you yeah, know that 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 was a fine story yeah let's uh let's see if we can uh up the up the scary factor here parentheses unlikely but well, you know we'll see what we can do um so i think just to just to recap, we have um, the witch's shoulder, uh, the foul smell. <laughs> Old. I think the foul smell might be the witch's shoulder. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, She's it's, had a bird on her shoulder for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it's the top of the shoulder is bird shit, and and beneath the shoulder is just an armpit that hasn't been washed since the witch trials. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, there's a lot of anxiety sweating there too from the witch trials. It's it's got to be mm-hmm. fucking rank. Um, then uh, we've got uh, yeah, old ninety seven, um, and the devil in the flower barrel. Um, this is it's tough. As as tempting as as the devil in the flower barrel is. I'm, that one sounds really good. It, there's there's part of me that's like, if it sounds that good, something's gonna go wrong. You've caught on. You've caught on to how this works. Um, yeah, like the like the bunny goofball man bridge, whatever. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's kind of a stupid name. It might be pretty crazy and scary. Yeah, it, it was. It was. Yeah, sorry. Inevitably, it's like um, the the more the more appealing the name is, the less likely it is that it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one. So. I think I might have to go with um I think I might have to go with foul smell actually. Yep. <laughs> um that one's the most uh simple and uh, it's really making me curious. This one is uh Alex beautiful sunny pastoral Alexandria, Virginia. Um I don't know if any of those things are true. It could be a fucking hole in the ground, but mm-hmm. it sounds nice. Um, let's see. 
This one is... Oh, that's right. You you read this one. I forgot. Yeah. Alexandria, Virginia is a it's a pretty little town. Nice park. All right. Um I okay, I'm gonna Good job. I'm taking pictures of this. Um I'm trying not to not to read it so I can't uh so it'd be... you, So when you do something like that, do you blur your eyes so you can just Just a yeah, exactly. I'm like just so the words are out of focus. That's man blurring my eyes and then like just unfo just refocusing enough to get to make sure that i'm to get the framing exactly i'm like there we go uh, i did however catch the first sentence on the first page and uh we've got a florida connection here Ooh. so that is appropriate um all right i'm gonna send these your way mm-hmm <laughs> You've got mail. Okay, so I have all these pages. I have two words cut off that I'm gonna f- just figure it out. Oh no, it's great. <laughs> that'll that'll be a that'll be a, a a a fun fun little surprise. Listeners, let's see if you can figure out where I just made up some words that I'd, I'd hope fit right there. Frab shadar vadash. Yeah. Um. Yeah, well, I'm 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 sure contextually we'll get there. Um, wouldn't it be fucked up if that was just like that was the axis on which the the whole story yeah. <laughs> rotated, and the mask came off, and it was none other than uh oh, William Man. Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> if if it turns out that whatever like the antagonist of this story is is uh, Bill Shatner. Uh, five out of five it's going to be the only time that's happened on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> perfect oh yeah this is this one is uh these ghosts must stink because this is what is this called the foul smell <laughs> the foul smell <laughs> i like that so, it starts off on a road trip so the foul smell I, I hope so much that they just ran over a skunk on the way out and <laughs> the whole story is what's that smell it's what is that, what is that? Do you, it, is somebody fucking smoking weed for 40 miles? It's <laughs> oh, great. Okay. Are we ready? All right. Let's, let's, let's get it gone. Sweet. <laughs> this story is called Alexandria. <laughs> Beautiful. Alexandria. All right. We were doing a marathon drive from South Florida to our house in Maine the last week of June. Oh, my and, God. And, what? and when that, we hit Virginia, I was done. <laughs> marathon drive okay is this like um that is quite the marathon that's like driving from mexico to canada right that the amount of distance there you know google maps will tell you that it's 18 hours uh, mm-hmm. that's a fucking lie <laughs> yeah there's a lot and it's it's real straight and there's not much happening and a big chunk of it stinks yeah this country's too big <laughs> I, I think i we when i had uh, james wood on he was like yeah, I, I, I did like a 14-hour road trip from one part of Texas to another. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. <laughs> like, I, I... Tip to tip? Uh-uh. It's I, just big. I can't even fathom it. Like, it's... Uh, there's there's always these stories about, like, um, like, like, European tourists who, like, come to America and be like, Oh, I will just go for a walk in the forest. And they just assume that they'll walk into the forest and like come out the other side because that's what happens in Europe because it's so fucking small. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they find their bodies years later, 50 miles into the woods. Yeah. There's a lot of Texas. Yeah. Too much. <laughs> you could you could say. 
Uh, all right, so they're they're in Virginia, and this guy's done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's look for the let's look for a place to spend the night. I said to my husband as we passed the "Welcome to Virginia" sign. Nah, it's still too. I like that the word "nah" used. <laughs> nah. Nah, it's still early. He protested. Let's get up to D.C. before we quit for the day. Well, I'm done driving. If you want to, you want to keep going. You got the wheel. I said crisply. <laughs> turning off the highway and pulling into a fast food place. <laughs> Crisply is a good way to say something. She said, uh, <laughs> uh, sensing a fight a Bruin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we grabbed a couple of burgers and sodas before heading back onto the road, this time with my husband driving. It was very late when we got... W- what? It was very late when we got within shouting distance of Washington, D.C. <laughs> shouting distance was a weird w- word to use right after almost having a fight. Yeah, <laughs> the fight we were having, they could they could hear us in D.C. <laughs> the first few hotels we tried were booked up and there was there was some kind of conference in town. We finally found a little motel way off the beaten path. And even they had only one room left. Sounds like the story of Jesus so, so far. <laughs> yeah, they, they gave me a, uh, a pig trough to give birth in mm-hmm. and, and uh, a couple of bearded guys showed up. Sounds about right. It wasn't the prettiest room. Just a bed, a seedy-looking desk, an old a desk, an old armchair, a dresser with a TV still a dresser with a TV on it. Still, we were just here for eight hours. It would do. Yeah, seems fine. Stop complaining. I jumped into the shower to get some hot water therapy for the kinks dry for the kinks driving had put into my back. What one what of the, the things driving had put into my back? Weird. Yeah. Okay. One of the things you'll notice in, in these books is that, um, you know, bless her heart for, for writing these books, mm-hmm. um, but not always the most gifted of wordsmiths. You know, sometimes when you're like uh, really high and you write something and you're like, man, I did, I, the, the way that I wrote that was so great. Later you look at it and you're like, what a dork. Mm. Um, uh, the shower was clean, at least, if teeny. I could barely turn around without hitting the curtain. And this person's very uh, wide. Not like, just like, not, just wide. <laughs> or, or, they, or they stick out very far forward. Yeah. I'm not sure which way it is. We, we only have one of their dimensions. So they are either um, five or six feet wide or five <laughs> or six feet deep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the in the bedroom, I heard my husband turn on the TV. He's addicted to sports and needed his fix before he could sleep. Sports is what he says. Yeah, and he was also like um, tying a tourniquet around his wrist and shooting up. So it wasn't until I hurried out of the warm bathroom and jumped into bed in my nice clean jammies that I noticed a strange smell. <laughs> the odor was <laughs> I love this. The odor was icky sweet and rotten, like something bloody and decaying. It turned my stomach. I was going to say it was the husband, the you know, the burning heroin from the spoon. But um, no, this sounds like something else. <laughs> <laughs> Yuck, what's that smell? I said, sitting bolt upright and fanning the air in front of my nose. <laughs> P.U. <laughs> Dr- yeah, like, really miming it for the back row. <laughs> like, uh-huh. From that position, the foul smell faded a bit. I don't smell anything, said my husband, who was slumped in the faded armchair by the window. Oh, I think he had just tied off. Uh, Maybe a little dust, he said. This ain't dust, I snapped. Oh, yeah, Virginia. Yeah, yeah. 
This ain't dust, I snapped. Come here and take a whiff. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Sounds like she's got to, like, fucking put him in a headlock and, like, push his face into her armpit or something. (laughs) My husband flicked off the TV and came to bed. As soon as he leaned down, his face crinkled with the most awful grimace. Ew, he said. (laughs) It smells like a dead cat. I'm calling the front desk. He picked up the phone. Oh, was that? Oh, I was going to say, like, I, I was really, I was... I was wondering for a second, I'm like, wait, is he sleeping in the armchair? Like, was there, was there fight about stopping in Virginia really this bad? But no, okay, I guess um, he was still nodding off after shooting up and watching football or whatever. Yeah. Uh, he picked up the phone, mentioning for me to get out of the bed. Don't stay in there, honey. There might be germs or something. <laughs> I jumped in. It's, it's the bed bugs. They stink. <laughs> I jumped out of bed and hurried to the bathroom to put on my robe while my husband bullied the fellow at the front desk into coming up to the room with some air freshener and a vacuum cleaner. Is he a vacuum cleaner. Cl- like, fucking vacuum the bed? Yeah. Well, it's like, uh, have you seen uh, Friday After Next when they get high and they vacuum up the, the weed smoke? <laughs> it gets rid of it. It's like it's just like that. Same thing. Just put a, uh, it's an, it's an old, uh, like an old wives trick. You just put a couple dryer sheets into the bag of the vacuum and, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you're off to the races. A vacuum cleaner. I said it in the bathroom. Maybe it's bed bugs. Said my husband. <laughs> That'll on, take care of them. <laughs> that freaked me out. Bed bugs. Yuck. I did a little bed bug removal dance, wiggling and twisting to make sure there weren't any bed bugs crawling over me. <laughs> I, I don't want to judge, but I feel like these people have had like some sort of like traumatic head injury in the first act that was unaddressed. Like they, they both sound. Yeah. We drove into a fast food restaurant. I think they drove into a fast food restaurant. <laughs> we, we, we crashed into a McDonald's. And, uh... <laughs> this is their hospital room that they're in, actually. <laughs> That's the, the smell is just like hospital disinfectant. <laughs> Uh, wiggling and twisting to make sure there weren't any bed bugs crawling over me. Double yuck! The dance brought me close to the dance brought me close to the bed again. I caught another whiff of the dead cat smell. How uncontrollably do you dance it like you're moving across the room? The I like that uh, the dance brought me close to the bed again. As if it like Just, as if she has yeah, no control. Like it's like a it's like a washer that's off balance, you know? How'd it get over there? How'd it how'd it go all the way across the basement? Okay. <laughs> gotta, gotta stop doing the, the uh comforter like that. Okay, uh cut another whiff of the deck. My stomach lurched and I raced back to the bathroom, sure I was gonna be sick. By the time my poor stomach was back under control, the fellow from the front desk was knocking at the door. He came in with an expression that said quite clearly that he was not happy with our late night complaint. Hey, dude, you work here, okay? Yeah, this is very much your job. Mm -hmm. Uh, What smell are you talking about, he asked, taking a big sniff as soon as he stepped inside. I don't smell nothing but dust. Also, (laughs) that's a problem in and of itself. Exactly. You should not be... Okay. I don't smell nothing but dust. (laughs) Perfect. Over by the bed, my husband said. Smells like something died over there. You may want to check underneath. The desk clerk gave my husband a disbelieving look. Oh, that's the that's the tell right there of a horror story. Uh-huh. A disbelieving looked look and marched over to the bed, dragging the vacuum cleaner behind him. <laughs> but 
<laughs> I'm, I'm picturing so many different kinds of vacuums, but this is, I think, older. So it's one of the ones with that has the handle and then the hose and then the the canister the, the trailer yeah. that comes with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm also for this desultory um, desk clerk. I'm very much picturing like the pimply faced teen from uh, from The Simpsons. Oh yeah, <laughs> it just smells like dust, sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, dragging the vacuum cleaner behind, him. but uh, dragging. Oh, but he recoiled as soon as he leaned over, looking a little queasy. He backed away. I'm sorry, folks. I had no idea it was so bad. The desk clerk poked the vacuum cleaner hose under the bed, but it went only a few inches. He knelt down and picked picked up the dust ruffle. I forgot what a dust ruffle was for a second. <laughs> um, bed frame goes all the way to the floor, he announced, standing standing up and waving his hand in front of his nose. I thought I was going to what? I thought he was going to lose his dinner right then and there. But he swallowed a couple of times and managed to regain some color in his pale cheeks. It must be something in the bed springs, he said. Maybe a mouse ate its way inside and Spaghetti, spaghetti, spaghetti. You help me move the mattress, sir? <laughs> we we neglected to mention that the front desk clerk had a very specific form of Tourette's. Um. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it says right there. Okay. Um, I guess uh, you could fill in those words. Oh, uh, yeah. On page uh, 150, what, 5? Okay, 155. I almost, okay, where is it? The bottom of the page. Maybe a mouse ate its way inside and... Died there. Can you help me move the mattress, sir? Oh, okay. Not spaghetti, spaghetti, spaghetti. Damn it, okay. Oh, it says then after that... Spaghetti, 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 spaghetti. So, okay, cool. Yeah. Perfect. five, not four. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so then there's a picture of a lamp and a bed. Okay. And... <laughs> Duly noted. Yep. A mouse. A mouse... Personally, I was sure it was bedbugs, and my skin crawled at the thought. My husband grabbed the top of the mattress. My husband grabbed the top of the mattress, and the desk clerk grabbed the bottom. They shoved the mattress aside, pulling down, pulling it toward the window. The mattress tempor- temporarily blocked their view, so I was the first one to see the cause of the terrible smell. I screamed. Underneath the mattress, the box springs had been hollowed out, twisted grotesquely. Inside was the rancid, decaying figure of a woman in a blood-stained dress oh no (laughs) oh her glassy eyes staring blindly up at me she had two glass eyes whoa (laughs) and her throat was cut from ear to ear jesus so that goes down right (laughs) down under the under the chin not straight across it's like a that would be her that would be her her mustache was cut from ear to ear okay. <laughs> yeah that would be like a ventriloquist dummy mouth situation <laughs> um this is the this is the classic smiley face cut <laughs> i i like the uncontrollability of uh the reactions of this woman i screamed again and again unable to take my eyes off the horrible sight and my husband had to shake me to get me to the stop i i <laughs> I want there to have been a, a, a couple of things where he, my husband had to shake me and then slap me about 10 times and tell me I was crazy. There's definitely, there is, um, 
there's definitely like a 1950s level like shoulder shake slap oh yeah throw, throw water at um, yeah she's she's got a uh, 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 whiplash for sure yeah it's, it's one of those like my neck is sore after this <laughs> whiplash and hysteria she'll have to go to the asylum of course uh, we spent the rest of the night reporting the incident to the police and filling out forms down at the station. <laughs> How long, I mean, well, I guess okay, Should? just to prove that you weren't the murderers or, or something. It's a long. It's a long time. I yeah, that really feels like. So I, I guess yeah, it's a, it's a human death in, instead of just like a an animal control. Like hey, can a, you get this a mouse? Yeah, yeah. I'm still just I picture it like all right, all right, ma'am. Could you uh? Could you uh, show us this little dance that you did to get those bed bugs <laughs> off of you? Uh, <laughs> describe so you, the dance a little bit more. I got to pad out this report. <laughs> so, so where was the bed uh, in, a, in accordance to where you are uh, when you start the dance, and then when you end the dance, you end up where? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got. Okay. I got. I, 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 let me let me just start. One more thing. Now, you say you started this dance in the bathroom, and you ended the dance. At the bed. How did this happen, ma'am? I, are you saying you screamed again and again? Well, about how many times would you say you screamed uh, in relation to the number of times that your husband slapped you to stop your screaming? You said again two times, which means that's a minimum of three screams. All right. Would you like us to also, and I'm going to lower my voice here, would you like us to open up a file of domestic abuse for the slapping? We see those bruises on your arms. He seemed to have grabbed you very hard. There's a number of issues going on here, ma'am, and I understand that you're in shock, but I would just like to say we have counselors available. This is a very difficult time for you, but we are here to support you. <laughs> he gets really supportive there at the end. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> ma'am, you're crazy, but at the same time, you know, we, we are here to help. <laughs> Look, I may be a stereotypical uh, New York police officer here in uh, wherever the fuck I am for some reason, but, uh, you know, hot of gold. Oh, you know what? I only got one sentence out before we came to a... St okay, I'm going to start. I'm going to read that <laughs> sentence again and then read the next sentence right after it. Perfect. Uh, we spent the rest of the night reporting the incident to the police and filling out forms that, down at the station. Thankfully, it was quickly ascertained that the body had been in the box spring for more than a week. So, so we weren't under any... We weren't under any suspicion ourselves. After leaving a full itinerary with the police so that they could find us if they needed to, my husband and I headed back onto the road. What a long-winded way of saying that this couple was white. <laughs> <laughs> and we just took off. That's fine. We're back on our way in no time, leaving. And, and also, they don't sleep. They spend all night at a police station, and they leave the police station to go back onto the road. You know what I would need? A shower. A nappy. <laughs> a, a shower and a nappy. Um... I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to be taking a fucking silkwood level, like, get the fucking scrub brush out and take off a couple layers of skin because I was just in a corpse bed. <laughs> um, and then also, I, I might need a nap. I'm not going to sleep for weeks. So, all right. <laughs> Now let's just uh, let's just keep our marathon road trip going. All right, it's, it's fine. We do need to get to Maine. That's all right. Mm -hmm. And hey, no more seedy hotels. My husband said grimly once we'd shaken the dust off that horrible place off our feet. <laughs> okay. 
Dust out that horrible voice. Is that a fucking bit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> more. Just a quick elbow real quick. Yeah. Hey. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> no more sleeping on dead ladies, right? <laughs> <laughs> the next time we travel anywhere, we are making reservations in advance. At a four-star hotel, I said firmly, and my husband agreed. Then he turned to me and said, Susan, a woman is dead. <laughs> what the fuck? And started veering off the, off the road <laughs> into the swamps. It did this delir- like the delirium from their, uh, their fucking marathon drive and then uh, trauma set in. Yeah, and then just breathing in dead people dust air. <laughs> Wait, is that the end of the story? That is the final, and my husband agreed. Now... I, to say that I have questions feels like a bit of an understatement here. Um, I, who, I think you summed it up in it earlier when you said uh, that's a long way around saying that uh, they're white. <laughs> I mean, because even, even with this conversation and everything that's happening to them, uninteresting people un- this whole time. In- uninteresting and... Um, they almost get in a fight. They go to McDonald's. They go sleep on a, on a at a shitty Motel 6 and they go like, ugh. <laughs> Yeah, that was well, yucky. Uh, un, uninteresting. And then also, <laughs> more notably, uninterested. Like, the... <laughs> so, I'm just... I'm going to I'm gonna pose a little hypothetical for mm-hmm. you here, uh, Chad, my boy. Like, let's say we are on a marathon road trip. And yes. we... It's, it's a great time. Tons of fun. We get to a hotel and we find a corpse. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited. Super. Again, this is it's a it's an interesting time. It's exciting in a in a non judgmental loaded way. It's just like I am in it, excited about this emotionally. Um, at this point in the story, do you have any questions, namely about like who this person might be, <laughs> <laughs> this corpse that we have found, this life that has been snuffed out? Because I'm gonna say. If the cops like, all right, well, let's send John your fucking way. I'd be like, hey, who's that dead lady <laughs> that I was sleeping on? I don't know. I, I don't know if I would want to. I don't know if I go that way. If I would want to know, oh, I'd just be like, oh, that's a thing that uh, is gross. Now <laughs> you're like, all right, we are out of the situation. Uh, let the repressing begin. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's just like the guy would come in the room and be like, "Hey, uh, was there a problem in here?" I'd be like, "Oh yeah, it's just there's a dead person under this bed. Can we get a different room, please? Because it's I don't like it in here. Can you, it's not really working out for us. Can we get upgraded to like um, you know, like a king? Could we get that? <laughs> yeah. Can you throw in some complimentary breakfast? <laughs> um, yeah, I am. If I were in that situation, I. Uh, I, I've said many times about myself, I would rather be uh, right than happy any day. Um, I would need to. I would need to know every aspect of what led to this happening. Who is who is this person who killed her? Uh, why is she in the bed? Um, mm-hmm. I could see that eventually just kind of eating at me of like, well, I mean, what caused that? I I was there. Yeah. What? Why? Why didn't I die? Why did, wasn't I murdered? That's the thing. Like, like there, there are a number of people who have slept on this bed. 
one of them didn't make it, and I have questions. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that is... That's a... I mean, I, I guess it's it's kind of a real ending, but at the same time, that is a deeply unsatisfying ending. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, it was... <laughs> Uh, that's a real Dean Koontz of a of a of a wrap up there. <laughs> How do I end this? How do I? Uh... Oh, just the the part where he opens the the barn doors and it's, the whole the whole story is about to be revealed, and then uh, the whole thing goes. Uh, oh, your parents were magic. That was the that was why you, you this all this is happening. Oh, so three pages oh. left of this book. All oh. right, I guess that's I guess that's all the closure I need. Oh. <laughs> I'm just. just I was so excited. My my first Dean Koontz book, I was so excited. I was like, this is great. Where's and then the end, I was like, oh my God. And then I read another one and I was like, oh, he's got a thing he does. And then I tried to read another one and I just, I went to the end just, <laughs> just to see if it was way different. And it was, and I just stopped. Now, I, okay, I'm just as a, as a quick little divergence, I, I pulled out my phone here and I, because you know all of these stories are they're they're taken from local lore they're taken from you know s- stories that exist in in pop culture mm-hmm. and um i'm just i'm going to tell you don't google the phrase dead body in bed because you know google puts images up at the top of the search yeah they do um and you know what comes after the images is the news stories um yeah and uh, yes, this is a thing that has happened at least once. Does it uh, does it say a couple finds dead body in a uh, motel bed after going to Burger King? <laughs> yeah, and and each getting a Hershey pie, um, which they were unsatisfied with, which and they should not have been because those are really good. Yeah, it's, that's, if, all, that's all in the article. If yeah, it's it's there's a lot of interesting like uh, there's a lot of interesting editorializing here. Um, Oh well, yeah. yeah. Dead body in bed is fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is I, I do not recommend this. Um, I did I did manage to find a Snopes article about this. I think that this is a, a worthy divergence. I feel like I've heard like variations of this. Like you know, like there's some like not always like in in a hotel context, but like you know, uh, you know, like a, a a pet or like a kid. Like it's like, where did they go? We don't know. They've been missing for 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 weeks, and then there's a smell. It's like they call, crawled between the mattress and the box springs and died. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, let me just give you uh, a quick rundown here. Uh, we can date the appearance of this legend in 1991. Unlike a number of other such gruesome tales, this legend appears to have sprung from a misremembering. Um, of any one of a number of actual news items with a table uh, with a tail bearer shifting certain details so that the death took place in an anonymous little motel, blah, 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 blah. Um, dead bodies get stashed in the box spring or in the bed's pedestal more often than you'd want to believe. Um, what's more, a fair number of them are only discovered days later after the new tenant complains about a persistent and disagreeable odor. This mm-hmm. is from Snopes. Um, in each of the following cases, not only were bodies discovered under hotel beds, but it was investigations of the smell that led to the discovery. Um, I disagree with the smell of a dead body. <laughs> As in, you don't think that it exists, or <laughs> it just—I uh, like—I like the. Uh, it's a disagreeable smell. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was the adjective there. <laughs> I take I take exception to this smell. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it turns out. Uh, I'm just gonna read the. Um, 
the first example here. Uh, 1996, a woman's body was found under a mattress in the Colorado Boulevard Travel Lodge in Pasadena, California. Um, the motel staff discovered her 10 days after her demise and only after guests complained for several days of a foul order coming from the room. Yep. Uh, two stashed and smell uh, stashed and smelly body stories from Florida in 1994. This could be that. Um, this is a long fucking list. There are at least 10 here. Oh, so that's it's just a common thing. Ooh, that is really upsetting. Um, all right, well, I'm going to put my phone down, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm going to give this story... A, I'm, I'm a little bit... I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm reeling a little bit from the number of hotel beds that I have slept in that had those kind of raised pedestals. Uh-huh. And... Um, I want to be able to see underneath every every hotel bed from now on. Abso-fucking-lutely. Um, and I know that means that I'm going to get a crappy hotel from now on, but that's the deal. Fine. Fine by me. Um, the really troubling thing about this, and this is this is kind of where, where my mind goes, that, like, you know, a, a mattress is a pretty good insulator for, like, you know, stopping a smell. So, mm-hmm. arguably, you would probably have a couple days where you might not know. Yeah. So if you were just, you know, <laughs> it's 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 fun to look at this because the story gets presented and then we kind of take different points of view on it. Cuz with me, you said you would have a couple days and I'm like, yeah, to get away. Exactly. <laughs> you would have a couple days of leaving that behind you and nobody would even, yeah, totally. I'm, you'd get on you'd get on old 97 and and, <laughs> and Get it going and leave that foul smell behind and go meet up with Bunny. Just head straight for fucking Juarez. Like, we'll we'll be out of the country by morning. Um, Yeah, I... (laughs) This is genuinely upsetting to me. Um, I... I, Yeah, this is... uh, It's not something that I ever considered. Specifically, the time frame here that, yeah, like I'm wondering now, like I've stayed in a fair number of hotels mm-hmm. and who the fuck knows? <laughs> um, you have murder in your family? I, not that I know of. I'm trying oh, okay. to, I wonder how many murders, how many murders do I know of in the family? No, I, I got, don't, I, I don't I got think three. Oh, exci- that's lucky yeah, number three. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, I think I think for me it's all um I don't know, there's some like death death by misadventure, you know, people oh, yeah. get, get getting drunk and, and you know, going over the cliff or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but uh yeah, it's it's kind of troubling to th- I mean, you know, it's that it's that thing where it's like, you know, whenever you're in a forest or you're in the woods or you know, um you never really know how far you are from a corpse. Yeah, that's true. Which is and uh, and how how sure you are that you're going to get out of that forest? Yeah, this is always uh, know that, like hey, possibly possibly something weird is going to happen here. There's a uh, the the statistics on like people who do not leave national forests every year is like the number of corpses in hotel beds. Kind of an upsetting figure when you <laughs> when you start to look at the numbers. Um, do you do you ever see that? Uh, it was. Uh, Michelle McNamara, who was uh, Patton Oswalt's wife and and crime journalist, um, 
who kind of started the ball rolling on and did a Green lot of the, guy, right? Uh, yeah, the uh, or what was it? Uh, no, Golden State Killer. That's the, what it uh, is. That one. Um, and I remember watching the the HBO documentary about her involvement with the case. Now she had kind of started doing all this foundational stuff and bringing the case into the into the public spotlight. And she just offhandedly said, "You know, there's so many things. Like I'm pretty convinced that there is an active serial killer killing couples." up and down the uh, coastal highways of the Pacific Northwest. Mm. And then the story just moved on, moved away from that. Like, what, what? Stop. Tell me, tell me more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you never, you never quite know. That's fucking horrifying. <laughs> hmm. um, okay. Well that we do ratings on this podcast. Um, I think uh, g- given, given my reaction to this and this might actually be one of the more kind of existentially scary stories that we've done on the podcast. I'm going to give this one uh, five out of five hollowed out box springs. <laughs> Ooh. I'm going to, I'm going to, that's, that's good. I'm going to give this a rating of, um, let's say four out of five, days behind you of road there are and you're just uh going into the, into the next sunset never just, looking back just just ha- just nine out of ten white knuckles gripping a steering wheel <laughs> um yeah that's fair that's um that's, um yeah um well anyway the uh, the the digital campfire that I build on the internet is is burning low. Uh, before I responsibly douse these these digital flames, um, tell me, has anything spooky ever happened to you? Uh, yes, I have one spooky story that still is kind of spooky. It oh. doesn't it, only because it doesn't make any sense. I love. Um, so you, you know we we get a variety of of scary stories here and it's usually you know like something scared me and you know now that I'm an adult I know that it wasn't that scary but the elusive story that remains spooky that mm-hmm. is fantastic yeah. I love it it still it still creeps me out and it's not something okay so uh young probably let's say I am I don't know it's probably around 10 yeah 10 my dad was dating someone in Oregon City, this old, like, 1910, 20s house. Mm-hmm. Uh, four stories, you know, basement and then three stories. It was huge. Yeah. Um, so we're up on the top floor, and we're like, oh, let's check out this attic business. This will be interesting because this house is so crazy. So sure. we pull. It's, it's st- super stereotypical attic. It opens up. The ladder comes down. It folds down like that. And we're like, cool. So we climb up it and for some reason we let uh one of the younger girls go up she was probably seven and we're kind of just like you know helping and watching and she goes up first and she looks in the attic and she just she's just staring kind of and then she goes what that's weird what and then she Hmm. screams and like she's like crying screaming immediately Ugh. and she's like that's what and then so she like freaks out she starts almost like falls down the ladder thing and she's like we're like what is going on and she goes my mom's van is up there the van that's in the driveway it is up there 
And what? I, we were like, what? And she's like, yeah, close that. Close it now. And we're like, what are you talking about? And she goes, mom's van, my mom's van that's in the driveway is up in the attic right now. And she was free. And you can probably hear a little bit of like uh, quiver in my voice because this is this still scares me. What the uh, fuck? Yeah. I don't underst- understand. Uh, but yeah, she was like, in, in a way, you know, kids can lie. This was not. This sure. is not a lie. You not can even tell. close to a lie. That's true fear of like, why is my mom's car in the attic? And it was like you know a Dodge Caravan <laughs> kind of. Yeah, just, you're like this is it. It functionally can't maroon with wood paneling. Like yeah, she knew what it was. It is weird. That's bizarre. What? Uh... That's the end of the whole thing. No, no exploration into that later because we went. Uh, and just like went outside to like kind of cool off uh-huh. and her mom's car was right there in the driveway and she goes that that van that one it's up there and we're like all right wow <laughs> so that's, that's all we could do is say okay all right and it's still kind of creepy that's that, it that's that's <laughs> just weird that's really creepy in a in a way that i i can't fully articulate mm-hmm. um, yeah because it's just it's nothing scary is happening yeah, it's just something is in a spot that, because it's in that spot that doesn't make any sense, that's what's creepy about it. Yeah, and it's like it, it's um, it's spooky in an interesting way too because it's not necessarily like ghost spooky. Like it's not like I saw the ghost of a van. And you're like, yeah, it's almost um, one. So one of the. We, I, I don't really rehash this a lot just because, like, you know, listeners have heard it. Um, like, my beliefs in this spook are natural. Is like, I'm, I'm deeply skeptical. If I had to give a plausible theory for what I think spooky things might be, it's that potentially, you know, the, the you know, the fabric of, of the universe is, is gets a little bit iffy in places. And, you know, that if, if you think of the universe as, you know, a... a kind of program that runs it might make sense that there are glitches and that you see something that's happened before you see something that that is happening elsewhere yeah dude um and something like that it's like you're like what happened is 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 time folding is is like is space folding i know that that sounds like a little bit doctor Whoey, but like oh no that that i mean that stuff is i'm i'm right there in the whole like yeah sure let's talk about the simulation theory yeah and it's like i'm i'm right there it's like, you know you 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 get into that like you're there on the ladder and you're like looking up in the attic and you like see something that you know is somewhere else and you see something that you can't be there and you're like all right well then what the fuck is this thing like when what happens what happens if you go up there what happens if you approach it like do you go somewhere else are you then where the thing right. is can you get back is it still there like yeah, that's um, that's the interesting thing that a lot of uh, stories and movies and things don't really ever go with because you can't. It's hard, so hard to explain. Like, what's on the other side of a black hole? That kind of stuff. Space, yeah. Space movies don't do that because it's like, well, question. Well, I mean, mark. anything, anything we put there, mm-hmm. someone's going to be like, well, that's dumb. Yeah, why exactly. Would be, why would there be an inverted universe? Well, I mean, why not? Because yeah. everything's upside, everything's inside out. Sure. You're just oh. like, you're, you're on the outside of the bubble when you were inside it before. It's all the mm-hmm. same, but it's just the opposite or the other way. Um, I, yeah, it's, I, that, that kind of spookiness I love so much. Like I was 
talking again to ex uh previous guest michael ex guest michael garcia he's no longer <laughs> welcome um i was talking to him recently because like we were walking down a street and there was just like um there was like a little road jutting off that was just completely dark and it's that mm-hmm. thing where it's like you've walked the neighborhood before like you know the street and you walked in like ah, i'm not sure if i've I don't remember this. I don't know if I've seen this street before. And like, mm-hmm. it's so dark that you're like, what is it? What's down there? What happens if I go down there? Like, do I come back? Do I continue? Am I, am I somewhere yeah, is, else? Is it rendered all the way down that road? Yeah. It's like, I remember this, it was one of those like, you know, like super high, like brain busters, but like the, it's one that I think about occasionally like where it's like, you know, that's like, oh, the Mandela effect, like, oh, there's, you know, like, time changed or the universe changed. And I'm like, what if that's just happening all the time? What if, like, every every time you walk, th- you, you know, you walk through a doorway and you're, like, you're popping out into a slightly different universe? What if these little holes are opening up all the time and you're, you know, that's why things are just slightly different sometimes. Things are mm-hmm. not where you remember them. Because everything else is exactly the same, but you aren't. Yeah, um, that that kind of stuff is where I really settle into the supernatural uh, kind of thing because it's just it's it's like scientific supernatural stuff because like say I'm not looking you know it's a, just like a Schrodinger's cat kind of uh, living yeah so I'm not looking behind me so I don't know that the simulation is running is is rendering what's behind me right what's, now what's yeah exactly you're like what's... so like. <laughs> Yeah, like if you ever look at a, how they make certain video games, mm-hmm. like they wherever you're looking as the computer the 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 character, yeah, whatever's behind you isn't being rendered, so they can save the fidelity on what's in front of you, yeah, and make it look nice. It's so, um yeah, there's all sorts of stuff like that. Like when I'm driving, sometimes I'm like, what if just out of nowhere a, a semi truck comes out of a rift, yeah, and it just goes whoop and it's right in front of me, and I can't explain that away because I'll be like, they all just came out of a rift, yeah, and everybody in the world's like, what are you talking about? Are you crazy? When you like, it's such a convenient and like I don't know. I mean, I've uh, you, you occasionally see something that doesn't quite track. You know, there's you know like a shadow or like light or like you you know thing you know air moves in a peculiar way or like there's a light coming from somewhere you're like well wait where the fuck did that come from there's nothing over there there's no reason it would be there um and yeah who knows little little uh little bits of things creeping through from somewhere or something um mm-hmm. i don't know i think um i remember i, I went to a uh, it was actually when I on that road trip to LA, I went to um, uh, Griffith Observatory, and they had this cloud chamber set up. And what it is basically, um, they, if I'm remembering correctly, they super cool a gas so it forms a, um, a kind of a, a fog, and and I believe that there's like it's it's in uh, otherwise it's in a vacuum um i think it's like it's it's alcohol vapor in some sort of like low pressure situation so you mm-hmm. see this kind of cloud in a chamber and you as it turns on you start seeing things move through it and what it is is it's um 
it's the the direct effects of radiation so you're seeing like oh. you're seeing neutrons like move through and like carve little paths through this fog or you're seeing like um you'll see like atoms decay like so there'll be like a little pop and like little things come off it and that is subatomic particles actually decaying from uh, a radioactive isotope so cool and it's the craziest thing and it's just like the you know these these little windows into the invisible world around us and like you know I know that there's mm-hmm. scientifically a big difference between that and, you know, like, um, you know, the ghost hole or whatever. But who the fuck knows, man? <laughs> oh, yeah. And, like, I, I really appreciate uh, your Instagram and what you do with it is, like, hey, look at look at this little <laughs> tiny place. I just put my camera really close to a thing and we don't ever look right here. Look right here. I, I hadn't actually put together that. The, that is that feels like very much an extension of this the interest that led to to this podcast but yeah it's um yeah something i've been doing since i was a kid really like i mean you know you're 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 a bored kid just like laying on the carpet and you're like eyeballs press right up against and you're like oh it's a little landscape there's just a little Mm -hmm. what's happening down here yeah there's Um, look and you can like see a little you know dust mite and you're like wow they just live down yeah there's just little that's what they do little Whoa. goobers and like you you know i sorry I, for stepping on you so many times dude <laughs> yeah sorry but also i'm not going to change my behavior buddy yeah i was doing <laughs> mushrooms when i was really young <laughs> sorry guys i didn't, didn't even think about it i'll try to step around next time okay i've ended countless lives <laughs> um yeah it's always uh i don't i think we we we, we tend to just for like, you know, the comfort of, of existence, we tend to carve out these little ruts where we exist and we understand the systems that we exist in to the extent that they're comfortable and not surprising to us. But it's always delightful or at the very least interesting to kind of shift that perception and be like, what is this? What happens mm-hmm. if things are just a little bit tweaked? Um, yeah. Love it. <laughs> yeah. That is a really fucking weird story. Um, and of oh, the van yeah like and and interesting yep. that i mean like i've i've heard a lot of spooky stories i don't think i've ever heard a story quite like that um where you're like because you know occasionally you hear a story where it's like you know you see um you know like if if a loved one is getting in a car crash you might like have a vision of their car or something but when it's unlinked where it's like no the car's outside it's it's out there right. too <laughs> yeah um, that is deeply eerie <laughs> well, cool. and, and and that's the, the as an adult not being able to go back into into my brain then and doing the whole like well i want to see it yeah yeah or i want to see it. but i was creeped out i was like whoa you're not joking you're you're serious you're terrified right now the 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 biological impulse i mean i feel like we you know as as skeptical a person as i am like there have been times where the hairs go up on the back of your neck and you're like i need to i need to not be near this like this is Mm -hmm. bad um and it's such an interesting like you know to have that physical response and like yeah there are times where it's like you know you hear a weird noise there's a noise that you can't explain you're like what the fuck was that should i go look and you're like no run run far away like this is not safe um 
And yeah, you all you then you always wonder what what was it? What would I have seen in the attic? Would it have been the van or would it have right. been something else? Yeah, what if that van has like a, a, a sort of connection to, you know, one sort of brain synapse that uh-huh. she was having? And if you would have gone up there, you would have seen um, something else that connects you the exact same way to the parental feeling that, you know, or whatever. Yeah, if you... You're like, why is my mom's violin right there? Yeah, or you... Or you, something, you know. You go up and you see like a person or something. Like it's... That, that um, right there, right there, you did the neck thing to me. Right? I was like, no, no, uh-uh. Van, okay. Van that is fine. Out already. You see a person up there, no thanks. But there's there's those stories, though, where uh, people are like, um, I, I saw a thing where someone set up a camera because they were pretty sure that there was someone staying in their house. Ugh. And there was a girl staying up in, like, the attic, and Ugh. she would come down She would come down and go through the pantry and go back up into the attic, and that's just where she lived for a little while. I've never lived. Do yourself, Ooh. do yourself not a favor and look into um, the Spider-Man of Denver. Um, oh, a tiny, thin little man living in a crawl space above a house. Um, yeah, that's um, shout out to Emily Faye Coleman, the previous host of this podcast. One of uh, one of her biggest fears is like somebody living in the space that you live in without you knowing. Yeah. Um, I remember there was a similar one, and this was. It's one of those fun kind of Reddit uh, mysteries where, like, somebody was, like, they posted, like, I think my landlord is coming into my house. And, like, they started outlining this thing where, like, things would be moved, things would be changed. um, And they started, like, they started, like, they started writing notes and the notes would disappear. Um, They, like, started, they tried to film and, like, the memory card and the camera would disappear. And the guy's like, I, f- I don't feel safe. I'm going to call the police. And like somebody on Reddit just like commented like, hey, do you have a carbon monoxide detector? And the guy's like, no. And they're like, you should maybe go get one and just check it out. Um, almost lethal levels of carbon monoxide. And they were just causing not enough to kill you, but enough to cause like serious like um, oh. memory fatigue and delusions. Whoa. Um, and so this guy was like writing notes and like moving the notes and like taking out the memory cards and like just not knowing what he was doing. Just forgetting. Yeah. So, oh boy. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> that just, uh, that's kind of nice to know because now if I start just forgetting a bunch at, all at once, I'll be like, all right, let's check the monoxide around here. I like C- as a carbon monoxide. <laughs> As a, you know what I'm gonna say? I'm gonna go out on a limb. Monoxides of any kind, get them out of here. Um, actually, no wait, oxygen or no water is a monoxide. That's fine. Um, uh, as a genuine PSA to anyone who might be listening, if you do not have a carbon monoxide detector, I cannot stress this enough. Get one. It diffuses through drywall. If you are in an apartment building, it doesn't have to be you. It could be anything. Get a carbon monoxide detector. And um, they're. As long as it's a newer smoke detector, they're built into those. Oh yeah, yeah. There you can you can get them in the smoke detectors. You can get the ones that plug right into the wall. I've got one of those. I'm about due for a new one. They're great. Get them. And uh, as a fun little aside, if you happen to have a gas furnace in your house, uh, so like I have I have like a gas heater and it's one of these like Mm -hmm. it's not self-contained so it's just like there's a fire in there and when i use it in the winter 
I see the carbon monoxide levels rise because uh, oh okay yeah it's not a safe system but America allows them because we are a third world country yeah I that's what we have also and there's just yeah there's a thing that just makes a flame yep and it's just there um, mm-hmm. also sidebar to a sidebar um, for those like because you're burning natural gas it's also producing water. So if you uh, ever find that you're having humidity issues in the winter, it could be your heater. Hmm. Fun fact. Yeah, I had like, I was like, why is there like condensation under my garbage can? It's the fucking heater. Wow. Um, Well, the fire that I have built on the internet has has burned low and we've gone off on what I'm going to call like a pretty exciting mega tangent. That was really fun. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, fire's burning low. I should uh, responsibly douse these flames before they uh, spread to the rest of my hard drive. Um, as I do that, uh, do tell the guests, where can they find you and your works? Uh, my works are available on thepodchaos.com. P-O-D-C-H-A-O-S-T dot com. Uh, it's on you know YouTube and everything, but the main hub is just right there. It just works easily. Super, super fun show. Um, tons, tons of fun uh, as a as a previous guest and uh, and uh, regular viewer, uh, listener, viewer, person, audience, person. Uh, yeah, great show. I love it. Thanks a lot. Also, I I produce uh, Emma's show, Truth or Dare, live. We just got uh, ASL interpreters on there. Oh, cool! And That's awesome. It is amazing. It is so amazing. It's amazing. That's that's, uh, that's what I want to plug. Also, much. also a very uh, a very fun show, uh, super cool, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, I would imagine that for that show it would be really fun to like look over and be like, oh, so that's the sign for that. Um, that's yes, how you say double headed dildo. Uh huh. Last night, what's today's Wednesday? Yeah, I learned uh, pussy, oh. cum guzzler, and uh, cock block. <laughs> those are the three that i took away it's you don't you don't even like remember the normal ones sure no no like, you wouldn't mm-hmm. and uh yeah uh the the thing for block is exactly what you think it would be you That's... just cross your arms in front of you as if you're doing a block <laughs> love it yep oh um well then i think i think that about wraps it up for this episode of Buhaha. uh thank you so much for for joining us and thank you uh, very much for having me yeah absolutely and until next time uh Always look under your hotel bed. Mm-hmm. Good and God. In the attic. And in the attic. And get a carbon monoxide detector. A lot of, lot of like tips for like easy living here, guys. Get it. <laughs> Three simple rules right there. Uh, also, yeah, ghosts or whatever. I don't know. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, hinky, hinky punks. Woo.